Welcome to the Lighter Church Podcast. Lighting the people to light the world through the knowledge of Christ. Visit www.tlc.net.ng and share the gospel of Christ today. Verse number 22 to verse number 25. But verse number 25 is the emphasis of today's ministration. Short but impactful ministration. Psalm 37, 3 and 7. Verse 2 2, and we're taking it all the way to verse 2 5. Are we there now? That's the Psalm of David. And David was the one speaking. And he said, For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth and they that be cost of him shall be cut off the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way though he fall he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholded him with his hand and he now began to recount an experience. I have been young. And now I am old. Yet have I not sinned. Never sinned. The righteous forsaken. Nor his seed. Begging bread. Nor the seed of the righteous begging bread. I was a young man and I grew up and um, began to grow up, got to middle age and eventually I now got old, David was saying. And all through the span of my life, from my youth to my very old age, I have never seen where the righteous of God was forsaken. The righteous might fall, but he is never utterly cast down. The hand of the Lord lifts the righteous. He has never been abandoned or neglected or forsaken or left in the place where he fell. Never. In my entire life as a young man and now I am an old man, he said, also recounting his life, a poor man from a poor home and eventually became a rich man and the richest man in Israel from the backside of life, ultimately becoming the king of Israel. I have never seen in my life experience the righteous forsaken nor the seed of the righteous begging. Do you have money for me? Do you have food for me? How do I survive? Call this one. Call No, no, not the seed of the righteous. It never happened. The Bible is letting us know from the account of David that it does not happen. Now the righteous will ever be forsaken. And it does not happen that the seed of the righteous. And I'm so happy about that ever goes begging for bread. It doesn't matter who thinks otherwise, the righteous can never be forsaken. It doesn't matter what somebody else is imagining for you, your seed will never beg for bread. I don't know where I would have been without the world. I don't, can't imagine the kind of life I would have been living without the world. I just don't know. Uh, you know, I, I really can't understand how people live. Even Christians live without the world. What? That's the greatest instrument and tool you have to overcome everything about this life. He that is born of God overcometh the world. And this is a victory that overcome the world, even our faith 
even our, there is nothing that your faith in God, being inspired by the word, cannot overcome. Even our faith. Verse 22 of that 37. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. Such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth. We just had the promise of the riches of the sacred places. The riches of darkness. The treasures of darkness. And the riches in secret places. And we are just hearing and it's quite interesting to me that as such as be blessed of him, of God, shall do what? Inherit. i like us to go to heaven when the time comes. i like to look up to heaven because that's the best place to be. But before heaven is the earth. And nobody should tell you to be in a hurry to go to heaven, no matter how beautiful it is. Because there's something to do on earth. There is exploit to do on earth. There is inheritance of this earth that you need to possess of. That is part of the reason why Jesus Christ came for you. Maybe you don't understand that. The blessings of this earth has been stored up for the righteous. For you. For you and I. And David was saying that even at the time past in the Old Testament when Jesus had not come. He said, anyone that is blessed of the Lord shall inherit this earth. Inherit, inherit. He shall take this earth as an inheritance. If the Bible is not correct, I don't know what else can be correct. Heaven is sure, but heaven can wait. You know, at times you get so pressed and depressed and challenged. You are wishing for heaven. Forget heaven now. Heaven is not coming. It's not now. There is contention to make for your possession on earth that belongs to you. You need to do it right. You need to do it well. And you need to inherit what belongs to you. Before you go to heaven triumphantly entering the gates of heaven. This art as an inheritance is part of your covenant with God. You shall enjoy it. You shall inherit it. Let no man tell you otherwise. I used to sing some old songs, some beautiful melodious songs. Give me the whole, I mean, take the whole world and give me Jesus. But once you have Jesus, you actually have the whole world. But they said, take the, who are you telling to take the whole world? Who? 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 The person that doesn't have Jesus, okay, take the whole world. Who made the world? Uh-huh. So why are you saying they should take the whole world and give me, what are you going to do with Jesus? <laughs> Jesus has already come to you even when you didn't ask him to come. He's already in you. He's, He's already a part of your life. What are you give, What are you saying? Give me, give you Jesus from where to do what? To live with you in urgent poverty in life, and they take the whole world, and we are suffering and waiting to go to heaven. That doesn't seem to be a very pure, good song, you know. This world is not my own. <laughs> I am just passing through. The world is not your own. There is no doubt about it. But the world is your own for an inheritance. That is the truth. We are not living as if we are living this world as the only thing on the face of the earth. But we have a covenant in this world to exploit it. The Bible said that they that do know their God, they shall be strong. And that the one that we do exploit. Where are you doing exploit? In heaven? No, right here. Right here on earth. The good of this land, the good of this world is our portion. Whether the level likes it or not. God has decreed it 
and that you settle it. Verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighted in his way. For you to inherit this earth, for you to possess this earth as your inheritance, God should direct your steps. Or God directs your steps. God tells you where to go and where not to go. And God makes time and chance to meet in the right places. Takes you to where you will go and they will see you as the only solution to their problems and they will come to you and hand over what they have worked for to you. The steps of the righteous are ordered. The Lord directs his steps for the purpose of inheriting the earth. God directs one to where he ought to go and things he ought to do so that at the end of the day he begins to partake of inheriting the earth. It's not everywhere that you want to go that holds your treasures of blessing. But when God directs you, he directs you to the secret place. The secret place. Where your own inheritance is stored up for you. Say, God, please be directing my steps. Are you hearing me? I say, God, please. Say it with me. God, please. Be directing my steps. That's a very good prayer. Leave, leave in the house in the morning. Say, Lord, please direct my steps today. Direct my steps today. Because if you get one second left to the person that will be a blessing to you in the bus stop, the person that just entered the bus before you came in, you lost it. <laughs> but you have to get there at the time that the guy is getting there and about, oh yeah, you, oh my God, I have not seen you in such a long time. Where I'm rushing to work, but can go set fully from the take a number. That has changed the man's history. So somebody said, no, no, don't leave now. God, no, no. Something is making me to, to go now, 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 to take my bath now, now, now. Or something is making you to go now, now, now. So somebody is saying, no, wait. You need to differentiate between your own voice, the voice of the enemy, and the voice of God. So when God directs your path, he leads you where you must go and takes you in your green pasture. And he makes the tarmac to meet with the tire. And things happens. Things happens. You know, too much of the struggle doesn't make you a good testifier of the blessing of God. I struggled so much. and No, no, that is not it. Grace doesn't have to work with too much struggle. As a matter of fact, there has no place with struggles. The steps of the righteous, the steps of the righteous. May the Lord begin to order your steps from today. Then verse 24, though he falls, <laughs> you know, I kind of like this. Also, we just we don't like that. Though he fall, God direct your steps, though he fall. Why? Though he fall, why should you fall? God's <laughs> uh, ways are higher than our ways is taught, higher than our thoughts. And when I see this, I also know that those that fall did not fall because of their sin. Though they can fall. Though they might fall because of their sin. Though they might fall because of any reason. Though they might fall, but they fell. But as long as you are in the hands of God, though they fall. Though he fall. Though he does not have what he used to have before, though he doesn't do what he used to do before, though his status seems to have um, changed and gotten too much on the negative side, though he falls, 
That's not the end of the story. And I love the fact that my Bible puts it, comma, he shall not be utterly cast down. There is a provision of something that happens after the fall. The wicked is the one that falls into mischief, the Bible says. But the righteous, though he falls, it shall not be utterly cast down. And the reason is for, for, for the Lord hey, upholdeth him with his hands. He fell down Everybody says, oh, he fell. Oh, what a pity. Somebody say, no, no, don't, don't go so fast in pitying him. There is an unseen hand, the hand that created the heavens and the earth, the master of the universe, that have stretched out to bring him up again. The provision of the covenant is so wonderful. That you don't, in any situation of your life, don't deserve to be pitied. You are the one that is just, you are the one that is just, I don't want to use a bad word now, just trying to make yourself pitiable. Why? When God is in charge of your life, it doesn't matter who doesn't like you. Though he fall, it doesn't matter who even make you to fall. Or what made you to fall. But when you fall, you become the responsibility of God to do what? The Bible did not tell us what can make us fall. But it doesn't matter what it is from A to Z. But the Lord, the Bible had told us what will happen when you fall. God, the Lord. Then verse 25, which is the key word for today. As we begin to close. I have been young. And now I am old. Yet have I not sinned. By any form or shape, any guise or disguise. The righteous being forsaken. No, the seed of the righteous begging. Begging. Your children cannot beg. Your children will not beg. And your children should not beg. Yeah. You know the difference between cannot beg and should not beg. Because at times somebody will feel, ah, everyone is begging, let me beg too. No, you should not. Yeah. <laughs> because they are not meant to beg for bread. They are not meant to beg for bread. Why? Because there is a provision made by heaven by the covenant that we have with the master, whether you are not as endowed or whether you are not as rich, whether you are not but your children, their case have been settled in heaven. They cannot beg for bread. They cannot. They cannot. They are not supposed to because there is a provision by covenant in their lives. What a wonderful understanding this morning. I like for, as the Bible said, a good man leaves an inheritance for the children. I like for us to, you know, leave great inheritance for our children. And all the things, inheritance has been defined as wealth, as money, as, um, you know, as a good name and all that. I mean, ah, there was something uh, my daughter shared with me about about something they, twist, they tweeted about um, uh, what a good man does for the children. Yeah, please, what does it remind me? Because it's so funny. Um, well, just let me know because I, I couldn't remember, but it was so funny to me. Uh, somebody talked about uh, living a good name. Eh? The best example to live for your children is to live a good name. And somebody said, leave that matter, Joe. That the best example is money, connection, and dual citizenship. 
money, connection, and what? <laughs> I started thinking. I said, money. Living money. Then connection. Then dual citizenship. That's <laughs> <I> solid. <laughs> anyway, people have their definition of how what they think about life and what the father should leave for the children. And none of them is a threat to me. None of them is a problem to me. If that if the stake goes high, we go high. <laughs> if the stake is moved to Three citizenship, we move. <laughs> because with God, all things are what? And somebody says, ah, money, yes, we can leave some money now. Eh? Connection, yes, we know my friends are, but where am I going to start? Do I? If you say four citizenship, we do it. If that becomes very necessary, and absolutely necessary. It doesn't matter where you are coming from, whether you are not even a citizen of any country. I know how old I was before I got my international passport or my Nigerian passport. But people that are getting it as they are born. Now, I know how some people are 50 years, they don't have passports. They are, they are not even Nigerian Togolese or Ghanaians. <laughs> so they don't have any citizenship of anything. <laughs> Anywhere they live is their, is their citizen. <laughs> All right, so whether you're coming from that background of no citizenship, your child can be an American, can be an European citizen, can be anything you want. Any, say anything. Everything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, I'm not just saying it to make you happy. I'm saying it because that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. If you know who you are, I know what God has said about you. There is nothing that will ever scare you. Nothing. Nothing will ever worry your heart. Nothing. Yeah. And I mean nothing. So, I've been young and now I'm old. I've, never, I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. That's a report of an experienced man in God. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Meaning I have never seen the righteous abandoned. I've never seen the righteous deserted. Though he has problems, he could have challenges. But the end of it is that he's raised up again. He's raised up again better than where he fell. Mark the end of the righteous. His end shall be peace. And he said, I have never, I have never, I have never seen him abandoned in the place where he fell. Or in the life he was living, he was just left there to rot. No, I have never God is faithful. You know, the righteous here is the one that God has justified by himself. It's not, it's not your works of righteousness. It's not your holiness. You know, so, so that we don't put it as a credential. Before we were born again, somebody paid the price for us to be born again. We were already been engrafted. We already been saved. From the foundation of the earth, we just keyed into it. A righteousness is just like a future rag, and no righteousness of any man can buy him salvation. And so that is what it is. So that is the justification. No one that God has justified that has ever been forsaken by God who justified him. Righteousness is simply to be chosen and be washed cleansed. By God himself, as in our own case, by the blood of Jesus Christ, as in the time of past, by direct choice, God chose the people of Israel and justified them to be a people unto him. Even when he identified them to be stiff-naked people, he still chose them all the same. Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. Nobody can question the wisdom of God. Why did God choose me? Why did God choose you? Why didn't he choose the other person that is there? You don't question him. That is his choice. I am his choice and I'm happy to be his choice. I am so glad that I am his choice. And he has justified me. He said, never forsaken. You know, being never forsaken, to me, is a great word of great assurance of a great life. A great word of a great assurance 
of our great life. Our life in the face of the earth, never forsaken. His word said that we are engrafted in the palm of his hands. Psalm 49 verse 16. Once he calls you, he justifies you, he will use razor blade, open his big arm, and put your name there. So wherever he goes, he carries you. He wants to clean his face, he sees your name. We are engrafted in the palm of his hands. And he upholds us in the right hand of his power. Because we are here. We are right here. We are not elsewhere. God has never and will never allow his child to be stranded in life. No matter the pressures of life that he might be going through, he will never allow you to be stranded. There is no hopelessness in the life of a child of God because God has engrafted you in the palms of his hands. Never forsaken. Never forsaken. With God in our lives, the world being forsaken or abandoned does not exist. Does not exist. And there is no basis for that. Please. If you ever had it in your dictionary of mind, erase it. You can never be abandoned. No matter how tight that situation is, there is always a way of escape. Am I talking? Is it in the Bible? God will always make a way of what? Of escape. So you cannot be abandoned in a place and God still engrafts you at the palm and he cannot erase you from the palm of his hands. And so, in the midst of the world's greatest challenge, he makes a way of escape. And his way of escape can never be fathomed by man because it's not a way of escape that anybody knows. But yet he makes a way. Friends, we are never forsaken. David was so sure of this truth. And if you can see it, the way David saw it, even without getting old and your young age and you believe it's true, there is nothing on earth that can ever make you to feel you will remain where you are now that is not glorifying God. It's not possible. David was not guessing. He was so sure of the truth. He was very convinced that he never saw the righteous of God being forsaken or left in the cold of life. God's love for us is so strong that he can never abandon us in the cold of life. The love is so big, so strong that he had to bring his only begotten son to come and die a shameful death that you that was lost will come back to him as a righteous person. You can't imagine what that means. His love is so deep that it cannot trade anything in this life for the love that he has for you. Nothing comes in between us and his love for us. The love is so deep that he gave his best to secure your love and to bring you into his fold by redemption. And his word has also said, if he can do this great singular thing, he can do all things. The Bible says he will freely give us all things. Is it in your Bible? For this, he had to literally swear by himself. There, there is no how I will ever leave you there's no how I will ever forsake you. <clears throat> There's no how I will ever abandon you. There's no how 
And we ever allow the enemy to have the upper hand in your life after saving you and bringing you to righteousness. Look at what this word said in Isaiah 49. Isaiah 49. 14 and 16. Isaiah 49, 14. But Zion said, like you said, you are saying, some people's some people that are here, their mind has said that to them, like Zion. Zion is actually the people of God, the inhabitants of God, the children of God, where God is being worshipped. And Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me. Why should Zion say that? Because of what he has experienced. Ah, my mate has gotten children. God has forsaken me or forgotten me. Zion. Who is Zion here? <laughs> My mates are, are rich. How do you measure riches? My mates has money. My mates has my mates have built houses. So my mate has bought car. My mates are married. Zion is saying, maybe God has forsaken me. These Zion people, you need to repent. All the Zions in the house present here. But Zion said. The Lord had forsaken me, and my God had forgotten me. Forgotten me. Sister Ankechi, he did for. Sister Agnes, he did for. Sister Jemima, he did for. <laughs> me, where? Forgotten me, he did not even put my name anywhere. He kept jumping me. Bless this one by my side. Bless this one, then go and bless. What about? I thought it's coming my way, then it will just dodge. <laughs> and so Zion was saying. Then he now said to Zion, "Can a woman forget her suckling child?" Zion, you need to answer. There are Zions that I'm talking to. God has singled us on Zions here, and they know themselves. And God is saying to Zion, can a woman forget her suckling child? Child that is breastfeeding and the mother forgets that child. That she should not have compassion on the child, on the son of her womb. And the child is crying, crying, crying. And there's nothing in the, in the, in the mind of that woman to say, this guy needs breasts and I have breasts to give him. And the child is crying and crying and crying and crying and a woman forgets the child. That's a question he asks. And that can stretch your imagination. And you say, ah, no now, no matter what, no now, Abba, no. But he did not stop there. He said, yeah, they may forget though. Because they are human beings, human beings. Either Akara or Moi Moi or so they can change either some pressure. You know, some people because they want to have another husband, they will kill their child that they had in another place because the husband says, Don't bring this child to this marriage, and they go and throw the child inside the river. <laughs> it's a case that happened last week somewhere in the US. Anyway, but so he's saying that that is actually not natural. But there's a hardness of heart of human beings. Yeah, they may forget to let me not just make mistakes. But he's now said, don't come with the example of those that forget. Because I know you, Zion. Uh, what about that one, God? He said they may forget, but yet, I. I will not forget you. I will not forget you. Even when some women might forget something that is not supposed to be, but me, I am so faithful that I won't forget you. And you know, when I saw you, I said, he's talking to Charles, he's talking to me. You know, at times you read the Bible and you say them, the church. The... No, no, no. He's talking to me because at times I could be a Zion. I said, why has God not given me? And I said, no. And he's talking to you, Zion. 
you will not be forgotten by God. He cannot forget you. He knows what you are going through. He has heard your prayers. He put it in a store somewhere. He knows your pain. He knows your sorrows because he has engrafted you at the palm of his hand. So he cannot forget what is in his palms now. He cannot forget you. He cannot forget you. That is what he said. And he said, Behold, I have grieved thee upon the palms of my hands. That is why I cannot, it's not easy for me to forget you because you are here. Thy walls are continually before me. The walls are continually before me. I cannot. I will not. No matter how long you tarry in that situation, it does not mean that I have forgotten you. It does not mean that I will forget you. It does not mean that I have abandoned you. It does not mean that my word will not come to pass in your life. It only means that I am waiting for my time. To visit your case. You know the story very well. That for 430 years. The children of Israel seem as if they were forgotten. Or neglected. Or abandoned as slaves. Before the people of Egypt. It looks as if God has forgotten his covenant with them. But suddenly the whole situation changed. He came. And visited them because God is too faithful to fail. So in Exodus 2 24 and 25, the Bible said, And God had their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect, respect unto them. When God respects you, no one that can disrespect you. He said, God had respect for them. No wonder Pharaoh respected them. No wonder all the Egyptians respected them. When the respect of God came upon God's people, they were celebrities in the land that they were slaves. God is about to have respect upon you. Like he had upon the children of Israel. You are not forgotten. You are not neglected. You are not abandoned. God is waiting for now. You know that when what you have been expecting from God don't seem to come to pass or don't seem to happen, at times you begin to grumble. Like Zion. You might not say it loud, but it's in your mind. And as you are saying it, God is wondering. And God is wondering, does. Wondering, does it mean this man does not believe in my word, God will be wondering, does it mean he no longer trusts me? God will be wondering, does it mean he feels that his situation has become too much for me? God will be wondering why you are grumbling. Does it mean that he thinks that I have given up on him? God is still wondering. Does he mean I am not faithful to my promises? Is that what he thinks? God is wondering. Does he mean that this man is thinking that the problem has grown bigger than my abilities? God is wondering. Does he mean that this man thinks that I've become a liar and a deceiver? God is wondering. Where is this kind of grumbling coming from? Does it mean I am no more faithful like I said I am? God is wondering. Does it mean I am fake? And I don't have an ability to do what I say I will do. God is wondering. But listen to me. It hurts God when we begin to express our distrust in him. Or doubt his ability to keep his promises. David has said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. So wait, you are not forsaken. Wait, you are not forgotten. 
Wait. He will yet turn your situation around. Wait on him. Praise the Lord. No matter how much our challenges might make us feel otherwise, our God is still very faithful. God is too faithful to disappoint us. I would like us to please note that there is no option in the kingdom to our trust in God. You trust, you keep trusting, you just keep trusting, you don't have anywhere to go. You just keep trusting, nothing is happening but you are keep trusting. I don't care where I am now but I am still trusting. Keep trusting him even when your situation is making trust senseless. It doesn't make sense to trust again. But keep trusting. Job said, even when you decide at the end of the day to kill me, I will not stop trusting you. Trust is something that I have put in my default. The system put it in default. 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 That is, once I get into the system, it's trust. Trust and obey. There is no other way. Trust. Job said, my system has been set on default of trust. So at that point, even when you decide to kill me trusting you, I will still trust you. So you are killing me, will not stop me from, I will still, you will say, this is a good killing. Because I trust this killing is a good one. That was what Job was saying. Even when you slay me, I will say this slaying that you are slaying me is your goodness upon my life. And it's not shaking my trust. That is to say, whatever I go through, I am still confident that you know the best for me. And this is the best that you can give to me. Even when men sees it otherwise, that is it. Till you do the thing that your word has spoken that I'm waiting for you for. Ah, no matter how much you feel he had disappointed you, please keep trusting him. Somebody is still feeling uh, God now. How many years? God is just telling you, please, don't stop trusting me. You know, he's the one that turns darkness to light. Keep trusting him because there is no time God will ever exhaust his ability to help. There is a one day. The one day is coming. To some of you, the one day is today. The one day is here for somebody. Someone called me. Just like Pastor Helen said. I said, bros, come and see you. Come and see yesterday. Come and see where your boy is. I said, well, thank God. But where are you? He said, by the corner. Number six, this, this street, where? This street. He said, by just number six, just put it in your, <laughs> in your Google map. You see number six, this street. You should know the street now. Just put it, you will see. And when you get there, tell the security man you want to see me. Your boy is waiting for you. Without exaggeration, by the special grace of God, I know that in the, about four months ago, he was desperately begging me for 50,000 naira. Bros, please now. Bros. I said, boy, I don't tire. He said, don't be tired for your boy now. Wait till 50. He come and so this guy has come. Oh, my God. And me, I don't actually have that. So I, I said, okay, okay, okay. Don't worry, don't worry. I'm coming to your office now. I am, I am, I am coming. Oh, and you are going to pay my taxes. <laughs> You know how people can be a pest. And he said, I don't have many people like you because I know you will not, you will not tell them. <laughs> you know, some people are very prideful. They see people that will help them. They ask once and they, hey, you don't give me no more. When, when, the, when the situation will hit your head, <laughs> she will not cry and everybody will know. Not up to four months ago. I mean, and of course, over the years, it is 150 and it is, it has, you know, I said, bros, please, I'm going to Abuja. Is there any way you can? I said, what is it? <laughs> huh? But one thing I know about him is that he's focused as a flint. That is determined, focused, straight. You can't take it away from him. 
You can't argue it out of him. And he has had all the disappointment in this world, all the insults. In fact, one of my friends insulted him. He called me and said, look at what this man is saying. Look at the guy introduced me to. Look at what he's saying to me. I said, calm down. I said, I, I, I get choice. <laughs> I don't get choice now. Yeah? I don't get choice. That's so now. Bros, <laughs> uh, do I have a choice? <laughs> I said, well, yeah, just calm down. God will do it for you. He said, amen. Amen. And I got and I honed and uh, who do you want to see? I called his name. He said, oh, okay. I want to find out whether he wants to receive you. I said, me. <laughs> and and he said, open the gate for him. What? The guy said, sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. Because he asked me to call him. So I called him and put the phone on speaker. And I said, you are getting mad. I don't know. They said I should. He said, open the gate for him. Is that man mad? He said, sorry, sir. And I just entered. He said, this is where your boy is. And one thing that happens in that estate is the rent is too big that you don't just really go there to, to pay rent. You go there to negotiate a buyout after a time. It's too much. The rent for one year can build houses. And I'm not exaggerating. God bears me witness. And I said, well, how did it happen? He said, I'm just talking to the guy now. I don't know how he want to spread the payment. I said, what are you saying? He said, I hear your boy there now. Those things that are hustling, the thing is clicking now. We have to sit down and talk. <laughs> I said, just like that. And that took me from the parlor you know, to the first floor. And he said, I am living in high and lifted. There's a penthouse. I said, what? And that took me to the penthouse. And I said, ah, this is wonderful. He said, not so. Not so. I so I see him. As a matter of all, by next week, I'm expecting my Mercedes. I said, what? <laughs> you know, uh, when I came back, I couldn't, talk, I couldn't talk to my wife. I said, I don't know where to start. I told her, I don't know where to start. <laughs> I don't know where to what. And I know that it is all as ingenuine as no criminal, nothing. Because he's the one that introduced him to the introducing to one that was introduced to him. And I want to introduce him to him to the one that introduced him to him. And eventually, Tamak made the tire. And that's it. And I went somewhere and I said, uh-uh, what is this guy doing here? He said, bros, wait, I will tell you, I will tell you. That guy, you know that, that you know, I told you that I went and I met the, this guy. I don't want to begin to call him. Now, say there's this guy that is going to represent him. And this is the one. I said, oh, I, I, I missed his name. He said, yeah. When I told him about you, he said, ah, you are going with powerful people. Oh. And I said, yes, it's my elder brother. <laughs> and I said, that has happened like this. He said, this is just a signature. It's what? A signature. Many things that are lined up are not the type that you will hear like a normal talk. Hmm? Talking about the hidden riches. Talking about people trying to see people that they can work with to get the hidden riches and they don't know how to get. And all of a sudden, he came handy. And he said, ah, we, are, we, are going to, we are using your we are using you to the extent that he now wants to fly to Abuja. They say, no, no, don't worry. We just $50,000. Take a jet so that you can go and come back. The person that was not having $50,000. Say, bros, level don't change you. <laughs> I called the name of the guy. I said, ah, so he's the one that is giving. I said, even himself, where are you there before? And it's true. The guy that is doing all this thing that they ask him to work with, where was he before? The last time I traveled to Abuja, I saw one very massive building in there. They said, come to our office, come to our office, you're welcome. I look at this, I say, who, are, who is this? Where are you? He said, this is our office now. Our office in Abuja. I said, what? In the heart of my time, this kind of building, who, who are you to have? He said, it's our office. We. We have our office. <laughs> if you doubt, let me call the boys to do he called them. Like, have you finished that one there? Have they brought the seat? And right in front, there was a brand new S-Class Mercedes that have, they have not removed the rubber. 
I said, but what is saying now? This one, another addition. You know, look, I don't know why you think yourself as, I don't know, I don't know what you think. You look, if you believe in this life, you believe in your God, that thing you are doing, just keep doing it and trusting God. It is not, it, it, there's not, you can't design anything, you just can't design. All of a sudden, even the things you have forgotten, somebody will come from somewhere and you don't, then by the time the thing is arranged, you come out from the meeting, you can't understand whether it is yourself or somebody else that just was in that meeting. I believe so much in God's ability to turn the captivity of Zion in a second. In a second, in a second. And I like what my wife said. You don't underwrite anybody. Don't underwrite. At a time when he was calling me, especially last year and all that, when the call was, I said, I won't pick this call. He will call, 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 call my two number. I won't pick. He will use another number. I said, bro, you don't want to answer my call. I said, I don't tell wait. He said, I bet. You know now, you know. <laughs> when will this thing end? I don't know. Pray for me now. But once it happens, I will be a pastor. He told me, be a pastor like you. Maybe on Monday I will remind him, remember what you said. <laughs> you know, the righteous has never been forsaken. You think it's too big for you to be anything. You think it's too big for God. It is not big. It is just probably you are missing the time and chance. You are missing the time and chance. But when God directs your steps and put it in the right place, time and chance will meet and you are no more the same person you used to be. God is an arranger. God is a planner. He works out things the way we don't understand. And I want to prophesy to somebody in the house today that you're about to meet the person that will rearrange your life. <laughs> you're about to meet the person that will rearrange your life. You're about to meet the person that will rearrange your life. <laughs> in the mighty name of Jesus. You're about to meet your helper. Somebody's about to meet the husband. Somebody's about to meet the wife. You know some wife can rearrange somebody's life. <laughs> you are bound to meet that helper you never thought you can get. Amen. The meeting point has been arranged and it's about to happen. Amen. 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 It's about to happen. Some people are looking for some people and they don't know the people they are looking for. <laughs> I say, if I can only get this kind of a person, if can, and they don't know where they can get them from and how they can get them and they are confused, they try this, they fail, they try this, they disappoint them. But God has kept you. I say, let them be trying now. Very soon they will talk to you. And their own life will change. And your own life will change. Elijah was sent to the widow of Zarephath. Elijah was sent to the widow of Zarephath not to change the widow of Zarephath's life, but for him to feed in famine. But the, Zarephath, the widow of Zarephath was looking for any kind of Elijah that can make her life better and make her to live beyond the immediate meal she had. And all of a sudden, somebody came and knocked and said, I was directed by God to you so that you can sustain me. And he said, God, to me, I have only one meal for me and my son to eat. And of course, we will die. So how can God ask you to come and sustain me? He now said, okay, maybe you just give me that meal to eat. I don't know what God will do. And he said, well, if I give it to eat, it's the same thing because if I eat it, I will still die after some time. It just sustain me for some hours. But if I give it to you, and nothing happens, I will still die. But if something happens, who call? And he now gave, she now gave the meal to Elijah. You know, that is how you know the blessing of God. Not, I made you. No. When he's saying I made you, he said I made you too. 
I made you to because if not because of me, you won't that thing, you, won't, you know. So you are made you are made you made you are made. Okay, God made us. <laughs> God made us. So at times when you are pushing in a place in that direction and are rebuffing you, are rebuffing you. You know that that is not the area. Because when you push and you break yourself, you know I made you. I made you. Because when God and how God wants to make you, there is no sorrow attached to it. There is no boasting and reminder that I made you because that person is made because of you. You, you. He might have all the position, but he will say, I remember that day you prayed for me. You just left. You don't know what happened to me. And he said, ah, even you, general. <laughs> he said, no, that day you just do that prayer. That is when this thing happened. So, don't think that uh, I am making you. You are the one that made me to enter this position. You have what it takes for anybody in this life to be made. So, you need to see how God will arrange your life. The secret riches is not the one you, you dig with, with um, shovel. <laughs> it's the one that God shows you and says, this is where it is, but it will come out. The axe head will float. <laughs> the axe head will do what? The axe head is about to float for you. The impossible is about to be made possible. The impossible is about to be made possible. The impossible is about to be made possible. That you don't see the hands of God in your life now does not mean God has abandoned you. Just keep getting focused and more focused to God and determined to see yourself out of the woods. How it will happen, you don't need to know. But it will happen. <laughs> it will do what it will happen. Hey, I mean, I was there and he said, oh, do you need this thing? I said, let me call the MD. I said, you call the MD of who? He said, come, see my chat. Let's see, see chat, see chat. I within this period, you know all these people. He said, God, no, it not be you. You know that one now? You can't introduce me to that one. That one can't introduce me. That one, that, I don't, I know them all. He just called, bros. And we are here. We are here. Yeah. When um, Parkview, I said, oh, you moved? Okay, I know you're about, yeah, okay. Now, he put the phone on speaker. He said, that's tough. How is it? He said, no, no, let's, let's, let's talk over it, over dinner. When they finish it, I said, he's, he's giving you dinner tomorrow. He said, yes, now. We have to discuss over. This guy will come to the office and said, and said to my secretary, um, is, there, is there a cook there or is there, is there coffee? He said, okay, give him coffee. He said, I know they take milk, just coffee, black coffee. He said, bros, lunch day. I said, no lunch, unless we go take bole. That is what we do for lunch. He said, that one fine now. <laughs> but he was focused. He was what? Just as you are standing, bring your Bible, turn to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Psalm 46 Psalm 46 1 to 5 Are we there? I would like us to read together 1, 2, go God is our refuge and strength. Please pause. Who is your refuge? God. Who is your strength? God. Please, anything you read, just make sure you put it in your mind. You know, don't read like literature, don't read like some story. You know, just, I mean, this is for you. This is, that thing is about to happen, though, you know. Just keep it up, keep it, it's about to you have been away for too long. It's good to see you. Let's talk after service. God is our and 
A very present help in So that means you can enter some trouble. Eh? But he is the present help in Therefore, are we going together? Therefore, we not we fear. Though the earth be removed. Pause, pause. Though we, the earth be what? That is things turn around, scatter. Don't fear. Things scatter. The earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried. Okay, go ahead. Let's do it together. And though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. You can imagine mountain. That is, God is saying, even when that mountain is carried and thrown into the sea, don't be afraid. (laughs) Don't be afraid. It is not happening because things are going against you. It is happening because things are about to happen for you. So that is why I love when she said, stop talking about Buhari and all that. We like to talk about, I mean, I talk about this once I call. I say, this guy now, I'm waiting the dorm. This hurts man problem. But you see, that's just a gist. That's not an issue. It's not an issue. He doesn't hold my destiny. He doesn't hold my, my, my blessing. He doesn't hold, who is he? Who is he? Who is he? One apple. One tea. One um, Indian woman. Anything can happen. You know, you know apple. You know about apple. Don't quote me. You know about tea. Don't quote <laughs> anything. <laughs> so why am I afraid of him? I'm even with him. Even with him. Even with him. Without even knowing me, I can see it. Even before he goes, as a matter of fact, I decree that before he goes out, I will start eating the good of this land. I so I'm not I'm not fighting I'm not fighting anybody I'm not criticizing anybody because who is the one that's going to come there now you know the person uh, so whosoever comes I will eat the good of the you better decree like that so that when they give a connection that has to do with his brother I don't say ah no this heist man is not it's not the owner of Nigeria uh, I'm going somewhere <laughs> yeah then. Verse 3. And be troubled. Though the mountain shake with the swelling thereof. Now, though the mountain shake. You can see things as if they are going out of normal. That's what what the Bible is describing. Things are going out of normal. There are a lot of challenge, a lot of problems, a lot of situations. Things are just scattering. And God is saying, no. Look at verse 4. Upon all these things that are happening, verse 4 said, There is a river. The streams thereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. Verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will. Ellie. God knows he's in the midst of all this wahala that you are seeing. And in the midst, he will help her. Who is the her then? Hey, uh, he has singled me out among the lot. That is why he has engrafted me in the palm of his hand. I don't know about you. New Living Translation, I will read as you are standing because we are done. God is our refuge and our strength. Maybe they can project it. God is our refuge and our strength. Always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquake comes. And the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. A river brings joy to the city of God. That's what they call solution. The sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. We are the city of God. We cannot be destroyed with the destruction of this world. The Bible said from the very break of day, God we protect it. Listen to me. God will never forsake you. 
God will never abandon you. It's about to prove that in your life today. That delay is not denial. God is bringing your miracle forth now. The time you are waiting for has come. The Lord is changing your address. He's changing your phone numbers. He's changing your situation. He's changing your clothing. He's changing your friends. He's changing those you associate with. He's changing your situation. He's giving you things you never imagined that you can get. In the mighty name of Jesus. Raise up your hand and receive grace this morning. 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 It is done for you. The yokes are broken. The yokes are broken. He is making the crooked way to be straight. Breaking in pieces the gates of brass. And Satan has sundered the bars of iron. He's giving you the deep riches of this world. He's blessing you beyond your imagination. People are coming to work for you. People are coming to serve you. People are coming to do the will of God upon your life. Your time has come. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together for the Lord. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information on the Lighter Church, visit tlc.net.ng or follow the Lighter Church on Instagram and Facebook. God bless you.